my soul magnifies the Lord. My soul is going to make God as great as he is. You know what the song has a title of? It's called the Magnificat. It's a Latin word that means make great. It's the first word of the song. And it's the first word of the song because it's the main message of the song. And it's the main message of Mary's song because it's the primary activity of the Christian heart to make God great. The sermon that you're about to hear is from Pastor Paul Borman at Hope Lutheran Church, located in Tigard, Oregon. For more information and for more content, go to hopeintiger.com. In my heart, I never got past the first four verses of Mary's song. If I'm honest, I never got past the first 11 words. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. I never got past that. It's like we're looking right into Mary's heart, into her diary, into her journal. It's like we're looking into her inmost thoughts, what she's treasuring and pondering in her truest self. It's so pure. It's so joyful. And for me this week, it was so convicting. Making me think thoughts of what, what am I magnifying in my heart? What's my song about right now? What am I giving glory to? So I never really got past that knot in my heart. I couldn't get past it emotionally. And I'm not really ashamed of that. I'm glad God is guiding my preaching. <laughs> I think you probably know this about me, that I can't really preach on something unless my heart is all the way in it. And I never got past those first 11 words. My head was all the way in it, though. You can ask Horace how excited I was to preach on the Magnificat at Christmas. I was excited about the song that you guys just played for us. I was excited about that months ago. I was excited about this amazing song that Mary sang. You got this 13 or 14-year-old young woman from Backwater Nazareth, the place that nobody thought anything good could come from. She's probably, probably functionally illiterate. She's not being taught the classics of poetry. And she bursts forth with this song. It's not a song that's filled with the Christmas spirit that we know. There's no chestnuts roasting over the open fire, no jingle bells, no Santa Claus. What she sang is a song that has thrilled theologians for centuries. She nailed it. This young girl, she nailed it. There are 20 Old Testament references packed in here. There are 17 allusions to the attributes of God, what he is, what he does, and what his promises are. She goes from quoting the Psalms to talking about the exodus from Egypt to acknowledging her forefather Abraham, and she loops it all together and said all of this millennia of history is come to fruition 
in my womb. The Lord of hosts is growing and he's coming into my life. And she magnified it. See, my head is in there. It was getting there. I was so excited about the form of this poem too. Mary sang in a chiasm which to grammarians means that this is a poetical sandwich. On the outside, on the bread, she's talking about God and what he does. Then we get a little bit further in and she talks about God and his strength and she gets into the meat of the sandwich. And we get this sweet gospel message. She says, this is who God loves. It's not who you think. It's the humble It's the poor, it's the down and out. The rich, the proud, those are the ones that God is going to scatter, but the ones who know how sinful they are and how spiritually destitute they are, those are the ones that God is going to fill. And she magnified that. My head was all in on those amazing things, but my heart never got past the first 11 words. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. As I was spending time with this text, it dawned on me, I was thinking about, you know, it's not possible to magnify God. I can't make God greater. He's already great. And by praising him, by noticing him, by singing about him, I don't make him greater. It's like the ocean. We can sing about the ocean. We can praise the ocean, but the ocean isn't going to get any greater. It's the same with God. So what's Mary saying? She's giving us a paradox to push into. She's saying, here's what we can do in our human hearts. We can magnify God in them. We can make him as great as he is in reality. I mentioned that at the beginning of our worship today. This is what we do in worship. We magnify God. We make him great in our hearts. We sing. We pray. We look at his word. Why? To make him as great as he really is in our hearts. And the reason that we do that, there's a big reason that we do that. Mary gives us the key. It's so that we can rejoice. My soul magnifies the Lord. And because of that, my spirit rejoices. That's the key. When God is in our hearts, as big as he is in reality, that's when we can rejoice. Always. Like Paul said in our reading. And the converse is true too, right? When God is not as big as he is in reality in our hearts, then that's when we start to feel the weight of our lives. To look at it in another way. If we're magnifying the wrong things in our hearts, that's when stuff starts to fall apart spiritually for us, right? Mary shows this to us. She says, she teaches us this incredible lesson that the reason we're not able to rejoice always is not due to the problems that come to us. 
the problems with our health and our relationships and our work and, and everything else that bothers us, that's not why we don't rejoice. She teaches us that we have a problem rejoicing when we're magnifying the wrong things. I'm going to ask you to do um, an exercise with me today. It's an exercise that I did myself and it absolutely wrecked me. It was the reason that I didn't get past these first 11 verses. I'll ask you to, to think for yourself. What are you magnifying today in your heart? What are the things in your heart that are most present to you? What are the things that are blown up, magnified under a magnifying glass? What are the things that you're worried about today? I sat down at a piece of paper and, and my shame grew as I realized how much of this had taken hold of my heart as I filled an entire piece of paper with the things that I'm worried about. I worry about this church and the future of this church. I worry about the people in this church. I worry about my family. I worry about my kids. I worry about my parents, my health. I worry about the world. I worry about this city. The exercise utterly convicted me. Showed me how right Mary is. My soul magnifies my worries. And my spirit is downcast. I realize that Mary teaches us a really valuable spiritual lesson here. She's got a, an incredibly insightful spiritual comment here. She teaches us why it is that he, us as human beings are so prone to magnify the wrong things. She's rejoicing, right? And she tells us why she's rejoicing because she's magnifying God and she tells us why she's magnifying God. She says, because he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. It's a spiritually genius comment when we think about it. We'll take Mary backwards to track this back. Mary is rejoicing. And she is rejoicing because she has learned that she's not the Lord of her life. And that has set her free. She is acknowledging that the role that she has to play in her life is not the role of Lord, but the role of servant. And I think almost all the time, we've got that so backwards. Right? Why are we not able to rejoice in God our Savior? Because we're feeling the burdens of our lives. It's natural to feel the burdens of our lives. And why are we feeling the burdens of our lives? Because by nature, we feel like we're the ones who have to lift those burdens. And so we lift, and we get tired, and we get upset, and we get sad. And as I sat in this, thinking it through, I realized just how vicious this cycle is. Why is it that we can't rejoice always in God? It's because we're magnifying the wrong things. And when we're magnifying the wrong things, God becomes smaller in our hearts. And when God becomes smaller in our hearts, then the weights of our life press on our hearts even more. And then the weights press on our hearts becomes harder for us to rejoice. And when we're not rejoicing, God becomes smaller in our hearts. And when God becomes smaller in our hearts, then life weighs on us even more. And then when life weighs on us even more, it becomes harder and harder to rejoice.
It's vicious the way that works. But Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. My soul magnifies the Lord. My soul is going to make God as great as he is. You know what this song has a title of? It's called the Magnificat. It's a Latin word that means make great. It's the first word of the song. And it's the first word of the song because it's the main message of the song. And it's the main message of Mary's song because it's the primary activity of the Christian heart to make God great. To magnify him. Let me tell you this, if it's true, and it is true, if it's true that what happened in the Garden of Eden is that we lost the true knowledge of God, then what is happening when we worship and when we dive into God's word is the Holy Spirit is restoring that true knowledge of him to our hearts so that we can magnify him more and more in our lives. Mary saw that God had come into her life to be Lord of it to be big for her. And so she magnified him. I want to come alongside you in this. This is a comfort for me as much as I hope it's a comfort for you. Think this way. What are your problems? They are here today and gone tomorrow. There is no problem, no matter what it is, that will follow you into eternity. Do you know what God is? He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Do you know what worry is? It's us trying to live in a tomorrow that's not real yet. So here's what I suggest. I suggest that you worry your worries. And here's how you worry your worries. You worship. You magnify God. You dive into his word and you worry your worries. Do you know what worry is? It's you trying to have an effect on a tomorrow that hasn't happened yet. Do you know who's in tomorrow? God is. And he has promised that everything that will happen will work for the good of those who love him. Magnify that. See God in all of his power, all of his love, all of his transcendence, all of his justice, all of his healing, and trust that he's bringing all of that goodness to bear on your life. Magnify him because he is that great. Normally, I get my sermons written pretty earlier in the week, like a Monday, Tuesday, sometimes a Wednesday. This one got done yesterday evening. I was magnifying a lot of things in my heart that I shouldn't have been magnifying. I was sitting and thinking, thinking about all the things that the people in our church are, are facing. We got people facing uh, difficulties in relationships, people facing the, the, the hardships and the suffering of past traumas. We got people that are learning how to trust again. We got people who are going through incredible transitions in life. People who are healing from, from recent 
deaths and mourning that. Things that have a profound impact on life. And my job as preacher is to speak into those things sometimes. Speak into them with God's word. And one of the things that I got to watch out for is that I'm not magnifying this in my heart, the fact that I can't do anything to fix those things. I cannot raise the dead. I cannot undo trauma. I cannot fix relationships. I can't do any of it. What I can do is what I've been trying to do this whole morning and what I try to do every single Sunday morning to make God greater than all of it. Because he is greater than all of it. And when you're magnifying God in your heart and you're seeing how great he is, how big he is for you, that's when our problems start to look a lot smaller. And when our problems start to look a lot smaller, then our hearts are a little bit less heavy. And when our hearts are a little bit less heavy, that's when joy can start to rise. And when joy starts to rise, that's when we get that thrill of hope. Magnify him. My soul proclaims the glory of God and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Think on Jesus. Magnify him, the one who came to earth to go to hell and back for you. The one who promised 2,000 years ago that he would set a table for us so that we would never go spiritually hungry magnify him. That's Mary's song. And it's my song too this morning. My soul proclaims the glory of God. And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. It's a duet now. Maybe at this point it's a chorus. Let's pray. Our souls magnify you, Lord. Our souls make you as big as you are. We rejoice in God, our Savior, who has been mindful of us in our humble state, us servants of the Lord. We praise you and we magnify you in Jesus' name.